0: Well, thank you all uh, for coming today. My name is John Maniscalco. I'm the uh, director of Congressional Affairs at the Cato Institute. And today we're going to be talking about Wikipedia editing for Congress. Um, As Jim Harper, one of our uh, speakers today, likes to uh, point out that in a recent 90-day period, there were almost 400,000 hits on Wikipedia articles about bills pending in Congress. Um, What's notable, though, is that the people most knowledgeable about bills pending in Congress, congressional staff, have an aversion to this. So the people who are to edit, Wikipedia. So the people who work with members, work with Ledge Council, work with CRS, are largely not editing the website that a large segment of the American population use to get information about uh, bills pending in Congress. So what we have here is a potential for a huge um, manner in which government can deliver transparency uh, to the public and and that the public, and likewise, can uh, demand better outcomes. So to help navigate the rules around uh, Wikipedia and uh, a little history on legislation, uh, we have three uh, scholars here today, and I'll introduce them now. Uh, Jim Harper is the senior fellow at the Cato Institute and works on issues such as privacy, telecommunications, intellectual property, transparency, and security. From 2004 to 2014, Harper was the uh, director of information policy studies at Cato. And uh, he, uh, let's see. Oh, In 2014, he became Cato Senior Fellow and uh, Global Policy Counsel at the Bitcoin Foundation. Um, he has a uh, JD from UC Hastings College of Law. Next up will be Michelle Newby. She is a legis- legislative researcher and writer in the Information Policy Studies Department at the Cato Institute. She has a bachelor's degree in political science and history from Emory University and a master's degree in international relations from the University of Chicago. Additionally. Uh, She's been editing Wikipedia since August 2012. Uh, Since then she's made nearly 6,000 edits on 1,392 unique pages. Um, She's created 339 articles, most of which are about legislation from the 113th Congress. Finally we have Jim Hayes who's a member of Wikipedia DC and he's a graduate of Old Dominion University and George Mason University. And With that I'll turn it over to Jim.
1: Thanks, John. And thanks to all of you for being here. I'm very pleased, of course, also to have a C-SPAN audience because I think we're going to talk about some some really interesting stuff today. And, and we can really do a lot to advance the ball on transparency in Congress. Uh, the, the, uh, the issues are very interesting. Wikipedia editing for congressional staff. Uh, there's a version on Capitol Hill to editing Wikipedia. And I think there's some distrust among the Wikipedia community uh, for edits coming from Congress. But with work and with care, I think we can improve that situation markedly and improve the information that's available to the American people about what happens here. Um, I want to open by sort of just doing a brief sort of history of the sort of modern history of the, of the transparency issue and the work we've been doing at Cato. Before I turn it over to Michelle and then Jim, Michelle obviously has the numbers to prove that she's a, a talented and capable Wikipedian, and we want to make others uh, uh, as good as Michelle and producing more information for people to, to gather so they get a better insight into what uh, what's happening in Congress. But what's been going on with transparency? Really, the, 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 it, I've been working on it longer. Uh, since, since 2000, I've run a website called WashingtonWatch.com. Washington Watch at times has had huge traffic, 200,000 comments on a single bill, for example. Um, really, really impressive stuff. But ultimately, the, the, the transparency project has, has never really taken off like it could. And that's basically because the data is not available. Uh, I was excited when when President Obama was first elected at the promises of transparency he made. Uh, good faith promises, and I think a good faith effort was made, at least in the first couple of years of the Obama, uh, the first Obama administration to deliver on transparency. But a basic problem existed, and that's that people didn't really know how to deliver transparency. What is transparency? Uh, how does a government produce more transparency, make itself amenable to, to the kind of public oversight that we want today? Well, I set to work after after a couple of years, and seeing the, the the slowdown in the transparency effort uh, during during the current administration, and wrote a couple of pieces that are interesting. I think they're available on the desk outside. Um, publication practices for transparent government is one. Uh, what do you have to do? With the ask on the transparency side to the government of what we want them to be doing in order to provide transparent data that we can make use of. Uh, we needed to have authority. That is, data has to to be available from an authoritative source so people know where to get it. Uh, Availability and completeness. That is, you want all of the data, all of the relevant data in a given uh, area. Uh, You want it to be up all the time. You want it to stay in one place so that there can be a consistent data stream and so that uh, websites, apps, and information services can be built on a data stream that's reliable. Of course, machine discoverability is important. Uh, Things like Google's Google's crawlers and other search engines need to be able to find the data so that they can collect it and deliver it to people. And the most important, of course, is machine readability, structuring data so that it can be put to use, so that it can be disseminated across the internet uh, and in dozens or hundreds of ways make itself available, this information, for people to use. A subsequent publication is called Grading the Government's Data Publication Practices. We went through and literally just assessed how well data about important parts of the U.S. federal government, the legislative process, the budgeting and appropriations processes, are represented as data. And the grades were generally fairly poor. Uh, there have been steps taken in the Congress and in the administration. A new law recently passed called the Data Act that may well improve those grades by quite a bit. Though so I think in the, in, the, uh, uh, in the study we're about to commence, uh, again, regrading the, the availability of data, the numbers will still be fairly poor. Uh, actual data about what's going on in Congress is not easily available. Actual data about appropriations and budgeting is not very well available. Uh, but over years, we've set to work at Cato trying to make some of that data available. We have a project that we call Deep Bills. You can follow Deep Bills on uh, Twitter at, at Deep Bills. Uh Cato.org slash resources slash data is where the data is downloadable in bulk or through an API. What we do in deep bills is we gather XML versions of the bills. We get those from the government printing office. And then using some software that's highly, highly custom, uh, we take and add additional semantically rich XML. Uh, we, add, we add XML that indicates when there's a reference to existing law in all the different ways that references to existing law might, might exist. When there are references in a bill to an agency or bureau, we add the data that makes that available automatic to people who want to parse it and find it. Uh, And when a bill contains spending or a budget authority of any kind, whether it's an authorization of appropriations or an appropriation, we also make that available as data. Uh, Publishing these bills and making it available for anyone to use, and the data that that we're producing is starting to see use. For example, uh, the Washington Examiner has a page called Appropriate Appropriations on their website. They're collecting deep bills data, and they're displaying to their, to their visitors, to their users, the existence of bills that propose to spend money. A few months ago when this came out, this was the first time that anyone could systematically find what bills in Congress proposed to spend taxpayer dollars. It's kind of surprising and fascinating that, that there was no systematic way of learning uh, when Congress was proposing spending. But the appropriate appropriations page on Washington Examiner uses deep bills data To make that information to the public, positions the public to do better oversight of the Congress. The New York Times, NewYorkTimes.com is a user of this data. On their bill pages, they do tracking of legislation and votes and such. Uh, on, On pages about legislation there, there's a little section in the lower right called Mentions. They use the references that we add to agencies and bureaus to show what agencies are mentioned in what bills. So if you're interested in what's happening at the Department of Labor. If you're interested in what's happening at the Environmental Protection Agency, the data that we've produced allows you to see all the bills that affect these agencies. And I mentioned that references to existing law are another thing we mark up in all the varied ways that Congress refers to them. Um, Cornell, the Legal Information Institute at Cornell, has begun using this data to let their visitors know when, it, when they're visiting a, a page for a section of the US code, that that US code is subject to amendment by a bill in Congress. It's a link that, that brings people really important information. You have relatively sophisticated people going on to the Cornell Law website. And many of you here are familiar with that. Many people out in the land are familiar with, it, with that. It's usually a top search result when you're searching for US code. But when you're on one of those pages and the, the section of the code that you're looking for is up for amendment in Congress, They're giving you a link to that. So you can go on congress.gov, you can look at what the bill is, you can find out who authored it, where it is in the process. And that, I think, creates an important democratic link. Uh, It's going to take people who understand the law well enough to look up U.S. code and make them know that legislation is pending that may change the law. They may be inclined to participate, offer educated opinions on what Congress is doing, and improve democratic processes. We at CATO, of course, are also using the data on Wikipedia. And I come now to the subject of today's today's topic. Uh, we take the data that we've produced in deep bills, and we produce info boxes that we use on legislative pages. You're probably familiar with the info boxes on Wikipedia that might summarize uh, an individual or movie star information about their life, a political political actor, what their uh, what their party is, what their what their career has been, so on and so forth. Wikipedia info boxes for legislation show in a in a discreet way what's going on with a particular bill. Those are produced with deep bills data as well. And to sort of highlight what, uh, what's going on now with Wikipedia, we've, create a, we've created a Twitter bot that, uh, that's a riff on the Congress Edits Twitter bot. Congress Edits recently came out and created a great deal of interest in, in congressional editing because the Congress Edits Twitter bot, at Congress Edits, uh, tracks anonymous edits coming from Capitol Hill. And that's interesting information. There's been a little bit of back and forth between one or more anonymous editors and the community at large because they seem to be sort of trolling the edits that they do, and it's, it's, it's interesting stuff. Someone edited, I believe, the Cato Institute's page on Wikipedia anonymously from the Hill about this event happening, and it was also very meta that our minds kind of exploded when we saw that happening. We've created a similar bot, though, that tracks all edits to legislation, all edits, not just coming from the Hill. So you can see at Wikibills... The bot is at Wikibills. At Wikibills, you can see what legislation is being edited. You can go take a look. If you're interested in in what people are doing with with bills, uh, you can find those there. Many of the edits, of course, are coming from, from Michelle, who does so much work. We're trying to make government more legible. We're trying to make it more available. And I think editing Wikipedia is a way of doing that, getting the notable bills up there, getting them written about so people, when they're doing that search to find out what's going in Congress, can go to that resource, which is so valuable for so many things, and at least start their investigation there. Now, as, as, as John mentioned, there's been reticence on the congressional side to edit Wikipedia. And that has a history. Uh, early on, uh, uh, there was controversy, uh, because people from the Hill, people in congressional offices were going and editing the pages of the member of Congress that they worked for. And there would be, there would be back and forth, and there's a, uh, some conflict of interest in, in doing that. And so generally there is. There's aversion to Wikipedia editing on the Hill. There's suspicion of Wikipedia editing from the Hill on the part of the Wikipedia community. Uh, but we think that aversion and that suspicion can be abated if, if, if not uh, uh, gotten rid of entirely. But it will be hard because there are customs and rules on Wikipedia, uh, against rules against conflict of interest, for example, that I think have to be navigated very carefully. Uh, Michelle is going to talk to us about uh, her experience learning this culture, she's a, a highly decorated Wikipedia, though, and I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased by her work. But her experience with, with the culture, it's a, it's an experience that you'll have as congressional editors and others out there, because bills tend to be controversial, so there's a lot of energy that goes into these things. Uh, and then, of course, we'll hear from Jim, who's a very experienced Wikipedian, uh, to talk more about this. We'll have some discussion around what the rules are and how to, how to navigate the process. Uh, we'd very much like to see congressional offices Um, flip from aversion to embrace of Wikipedia. Uh, After sort of an initial phase of of concern and worry and suspicion, I think things will change dramatically and Wikipedians will come to expect that members of Congress are sharing with the public, in one of the best possible ways, what they're doing when they introduce legislation. The question is, which congressional office will step up and start uh, editing Wikipedia first? I don't know if Michelle will be able to answer that, but I'm pleased to bring Michelle up to talk about her experience.
2: Hi, thank you all for coming. So in the last year and a half, I have written 339 official Wikipedia articles, most of which were about pieces of congressional legislation. Um, In March 2013, we had a meetup with Wikipedians and transparency activists in DC and sat down to talk about how we could use the deep bills data that Jim described in a way to make info boxes on Wikipedia better and include more information. And one of the discussions we had that day was how do we determine if a piece of legislation is notable? Well, obviously, the person who introduces it hopes that it's notable. They put it there for a reason. But with 10,000 pieces of legislation in a Congress, we can't really do Wikipedia articles on all 10,000. So one of the sort of lines that we decided on at this meeting and we've sort of held to is that, piece of legislation is notable if it comes up for a floor vote on the House or the Senate. Um, And that's several hundred bills um, so far in this Congress, and we have articles about three, 350 of them. So obviously there are many more that we do not have articles about. Um, One of the things I've noticed as I do this is you can track the hit counts an article gets, and you can also track exactly who the editors are of an article. So I can tell you that when we write an article, post it out there, put it in the article space, people read it, Um, especially major bills like the immigration bill or the various farm bills or all the appropriations bills. Those get attention. Um, And they essentially immediately go in Google's, if you search for the bill name, your article on Wikipedia shows up on the first page of Google Hits. So people can find it. They use Wikipedia as a source of information. They're going to go there and read the article. The problem is, once you put the article up there, while there are some hardcore Wikipedians that come by and do some maintenance on the article, very little additional information gets added. And that's what we would like to see people on the Hill do. right? So you guys know more about these pieces of legislation than anyone does. Um, You have a personal and professional interest in there being correct information out there to the general public about what is in the bill and why the bill is good or bad or terrible or ways it could be improved. Um, So you have both the information and sort of an incentive to add to these articles. Now, what Wikipedians can provide is one, a knowledge of the rules and the culture of Wikipedia, so how to maintain neutrality in an article, how to ethically address conflict of interest um, situations, how to sort of spruce up the article by adding images and maps that show the vote counts for you know which states or which districts voted for or against a piece of legislation, and how to make cool info boxes. So that's something Wikipedians can add, but we still need people from the hillside, people who are experts in policy, to add on the content side. Um, in several cases, I've run into situations where you know, a bill was passed in a voice vote, right? So there's no accurate total of, oh yeah, Bob voted yes, John voted no, so you can make a map that explains visually who voted yes and who voted no. But there was a guy who just kept putting a map on there. Well, so it turned out he was using data from a vote taken on a bill by the same name, but from the 112th Congress, and he didn't notice the difference. So that's something that we need people who are experts, like yourselves, to do and help us out with. Um, That's also a thing that can come up with multiple versions of the same bill with with different titles, but that have completely different contents. Um, That's something Wikipedians don't necessarily understand, but staffers would. Um, That's also something that staffers would understand a legislative vehicle that goes straight over the head of Wikipedians. Um, So I think it's a very valuable project, right? So when you think about a piece of legislation, even if you can pull a summary of it from someplace like the Congressional Research Service, it still won't necessarily make sense to a layperson who doesn't have deep knowledge of that issue. And the great part about Wikipedia is you can make a link to all of the concepts and agencies and organizations and locations and places that are in the summary so that someone reading this piece of legislation, you know, they're studying up on their congressperson to decide if they're going to vote for the guy again. They can go look at the legislation that they support and say, I don't know what a hydropower dam is, but I can click on this link on Wikipedia and read all about what that is. Um, So I would love to see more people edit Wikipedia. I think there are good reasons to. Hopefully, um, Jim will be able to tell you some about Wikimedia DC, which is a group here in DC that knows Wikipedia really well, and would love to partner with you guys to help staffers and people with knowledge edit Wikipedia in a strong and helpful way. Jim?
3: Um, Thanks for coming, thanks Cato. Um, we really enjoyed uh, our edit-a-thon with you. Look for more edit-a-thons and uh, collaboration in the future. Um, yes, as by way of background, um, Wikipedia, I mean, it seems ubiquitous and that's where everybody's page uh, hits go. But the thing to keep in mind is that the Wikimedia Foundation's a nonprofit. And they, they run the servers and the software, and they're based out of San Francisco, but all the content is written by volunteers. So um, we have a local chapter of volunteers called Wikimedia DC. Um, we're all very active trying to have edit-a-thons with local cultural institutions, including the Cato Institute. We've uh, worked with the Smithsonian and with the National Archives. Um, conflict of Interest has a long history on Wikipedia. In fact, uh, there's an article about it that you could read up that gives you all the gory details. Uh, conflict of interest uh, editing on Wikipedia. Um, in 2006, Yeah, and Congress was part of that, uh, there were some, um, some good takeaways from that and some uh, good examples. Uh, there was an article about uh, Congressman Joe Wilson that was uh, a precursor to some of the conflict of interest rules where the staffers put content on the talk page, uh, and then it was incorporated in the article. And the article is relatively good quality uh, after that. So um, that's on your handout, some of the concepts about neutral point of view and conflict of interest. So uh, things become more formalized over time. So now there's a nice, long written policy about conflict of interest. And the idea is to give you some best practices of how to do fact correction uh, in articles if, if you find something that's not factually correct, even if you have a conflict. So the idea is to register your account, uh, declare your potential conflicts on your user page, and then make comments on the talk page. Um, uh, and also, if you need help editing, There's some good suggestions on your uh, handout. Uh, We'd also suggest um, uh, there's a uh, forum on Wikipedia called the Tea House, and that's a nice place to go for some semi-real-time help uh, where friendly people will help you out if you have concerns. And then also, if you want more help, hands-on help, come to some of our local events that are edit-a-thons. You get a nice backstage pass. Uh, meet a lot of social media outreach type of people there and we can help you with your concerns about editing. Um, a lot of this conflict of interest is also uh, tied into um, some PR controversies that have occurred on Wikipedia. There are certain public relations firms and there's there's kind of a spectrum there and there's some bad actors that are kind of creating a bad atmosphere among Wikipedia. So, uh, some local folks have gotten together uh, with a Donovan House agreement with a lot of uh, public relations firms. and this is a there's a statement on uh, Wikipedia for participating communications firms, and that's something that we might consider um, among staffs and have have a statement for people to sign on to. Again, it's reaffirming the existing policy. Uh, but it it helps uh, foster a sense of cooperation. And, and perhaps you know do some cultural management there among Wikipedians. Um, also conflict of interest has been uh, incorporated in the new terms of use. The foundation um, is in charge of the servers, so now they've started uh, formalizing conflicts into the terms of use that you will sign out. so it's it's giving them more tools to deal with bad actors. so a part of uh, editing practice would be to Differentiate your edits from what bad actors might do, uh, and then also uh, one thing that our chapter does in the spring is we do do Wiki Loves Capitol Hill, so we've been having some conversations with staff of the um, IP subcommittees, and if however if you're interested in talking with us in the spring, we'd be happy to talk with you about that.